Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Monday, Lori and Julia show. My talk 1071, everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, Stephanie March from Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine is in for Julia today. And later on in the show, stick around. We have tickets to give away this week to see the musical Mamma Mia. That's going to be at the Ordway. And we'll give away tickets to the performance on Thursday, July 19th. Mm-hmm. We'll let, let you know when to call it. Yeah, that's such a fun show. Oh, I remember the first time I saw it, just getting up and dancing. I at know, the end unexpectedly, and... that, that I didn't know that that's what happened. Yeah, you I know? didn't either. It was so oh, fun just to it. jump up with everybody and dance and all that kind of stuff. So, um, where were we? Oh, I know. Um, Before we get to food, we have to just say, oh, okay. uh, rest in peace, Tab Hunter, who he passed away three days shy of his 87th birthday in Santa Barbara. The Hollywood Reporter um, reported it, but his Facebook page linked to the stars said he passed away just three days shy of his 87th birthday. Oh. Please honor his memory by saying a prayer on his behalf. He would have liked that. And after decades of silence, the leading man confirmed longstanding rumors about his homosexuality in his autobiography, Tab Hunter Confidential, The Making of a Movie Star, published in 2005. Hmm. Now, people like I don't remember Tab Hunter at all. No, I I remember him from the um, John Waters. He made a couple of appearances where he like made fun of his sixties his prior because he, he was a heartthrob. What was oh, he yes. like in the fifties? Fifties and sixties, more yeah. the fifties. Yeah. I think my mom had a crush on Tab Hunter. I think he was like her guy. And, yeah, um, he was like often compared to Rock. Rock Hudson, Hudson. Oh, but he was the, the blonde, blonde Rock mm-hmm. Hudson. Oh God, he was just like that. And little... he was on all the fan and teen magazines mm-hmm. in the fifty. And like a photo of him with his bare chest was used as the cover of the two thousand book Shirtless: The Hollywood Male Physique. Oh, because oh. it was just yeah. so. He beat out James Dean and Paul Newman mm-hmm. to p- portray a young Marine in a movie called Battle Cry, nineteen fifty five, and. um he, um, Tab Hunter, 
uh, James Dean and Natalie Wood were the last three actors to land contracts at Warner Brothers oh. in the the last days of the studio system. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And he had a huge P, PR buildup because then, you know, after that, they didn't do it anymore. And he was given the nickname, the Psy Guy. And for four straight years, he was Warner Brothers movies, 1955 to 59, the top movie star. Oh my god! So the Tom Cruise or the yeah. Brad Pitt—they were trying to make it look like Hunter and Natalie Wood were trying to make that. You know, they were trying to make a team out of them. Yes, kind of yes. He he had to keep his that he was gay a secret. He was seen in public with Natalie Wood, Sophia Loren, yeah. and Debbie Reynolds. He said, "You know, it was we didn't just we just didn't talk about it." And in a nineteen or in a twenty fifteen column written for the Hollywood Reporter, Tab Hunter said Luella Parsons. Of the Los Angeles Examiner and Hedda Hopper of the LA Times. They were the gossip mavens of the 30s, 40s, 50s, yes. and into the 60s. Would never openly discuss my sexuality. They couldn't in those days. But both periodically made subtle references references to it in their columns, wondering when I was going to settle down with a nice girl. And then after the studio began pairing me with my dear friend Natalie Woods on faux dates, asking if I was the sort of guy she wanted to end up with. (laughs) And it was Confidential Magazine published a story in 1960 about he had been arrested at a party attended by gay people in Hollywood because homosexuality was illegal. Yep, And um, that kind of just wrecked his career. Because you couldn't, so so he kind of, you know, right, I mean, it was like bad timing, but then the 50s stuff was giving away to the sort of the long hair rebellion of different types of movies. He was a clean cut looking guy. He was, yeah. Yeah. But he he, he did like do offbeat stuff. He starred in something called, it was a a satire of the funeral industry in 1965 called The Loved One with Liberace and Jonathan (laughs) Winters. Oh, wow. Wow. He was the guy that got lynched by Paul Newman in the Life and Times of Judge... Uh, Judge Roy Bean? Yes. Judge Roy Bean. Oh, yeah, sure. right there. And he was on the Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and Forever Fernwood, and his character, after being removed from a chemical accident, came to look at exactly like, voila, Tab Hunter. Tab Hunter. Oh, perfect. And perfect. so um, he yeah. said he wouldn't have come out. He couldn't have come out as gay in the 50s. He wouldn't have had a career. No. He says, not much in Hollywood has changed in 60 years. I didn't talk about my sexuality until I wrote my autobiography. I believe that's your own business. I don't really go around discussing it. Call me old school on that topic. Young there we oh, go. There it is. He was also a recording. He did. Yes. He had, I was going to say, he, he hit the charts, man. I know. I have to talk to my mom about this. She's going to be so upset about Tab. The one role of his that I remember the most, he was Joe Hardy in the movie version of Damn Yankees. Yes. Oh, that's right. that's his... I don't ever remember seeing that I movie. I remember. I watched that did not too long it? ago yeah, on TMC. He, uh... Was it fun? It is watch? fun. I love that. Oh, good. I he makes a deal that. with the devil yep. so his team oh, will can I, win the pennant. How could yep. I never seen that? Well, you got to put that All in your right. list. I, I remember when he was in... My brother got me into watching all those terrible, terribly good and raunchy John Waters. Oh with yeah, Divine and oh, he was yeah. in Crybaby. Yeah, and he Tab, was in Crybaby. He was in Polyester. Polyester. Tab Hunter was in Polyester. Well, John Waters probably grew up in love with him. Probably, you know? and that was the movie that introduced Odorama at the movie right. theater. Remember the scratch and snail? Oh God, right. And um, and then he also did a movie called Lust in the Dust. 
<laughs> that he was divine. So, oh my gosh. He was kind of a cool guy. He li- enlisted at age 15 and lied to the Coast Guard about his age, but he was so strapping yeah. and tall and good looking. He, oh, yeah. They didn't even cart him. Yeah. And following being in the Coast Guard, this uh, actor introduced him to this guy who decided you could be a movie star, but you need a new tab, which in the 50s was a nickname for name. Oh, fun. So he was like, okay, Tab. 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 Who names? Nobody I've ever met or known has been named, named tab. 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 That's a good one. Yeah, well, that's name slang. Your do- name your dog Tab. Slang for name, name. in the 50s. <laughs> tab. There's your random trivia. I love that. Uh, for the day. All right, listen. Perfect. When we come back, we've got some royal news and we got some, um, maybe some bear news. Oh, my God, yes. And that they have eight people out good and then the operation for the four more people will uh, be, to, be tomorrow they'll okay. get the other four out and so um yeah it's just they they did it they did it with ropes they got enough water out they just kind of got the window miracle of time God. and because the monsoon out. is coming or something. Yeah. There's like all it's sorts of season seasons. until October. Okay. So um, anyway, so that is like that was amazing to see that they because it had, was dicey. It, yeah, it was just terrible. We'd been following it like crazy last week. We just were like kind of obsessed with that. But okay, so our story we can't get enough of. Robin Wright was on the Today Show this morning, and of course, House of Cards is coming back to Netflix, and she has taken over the lead. Now that Kevin Spacey no longer has a job on that show. (laughs) And so the irony um, was a little bit there in that, and probably Robin Wright, one of the reasons she wanted to sit down with Savannah Guthrie is because Savannah also worked side by side with the man whom she had no idea was a harasser. Right. Because he didn't harass her. her. And that is possible. It is hugely possible. Yeah. And in and fact, every man doesn't harass every woman that he comes in encounter with. Usually they're harassing people that are in more vulnerable, vulnerable positions. positions. And I think that's important because these strong women, instead of like yelling at them for not knowing, yeah. I hate it when they do that because they're like, it's a very you specific. Cannot, yeah, you it's cannot very specific. not know. There have been people who have treated me. You know, I think there are harassing kitchen people yes. who have never been anything but nice to me because I hold the power right. of being a restaurant per- a right. critic. And so they're never going to treat me that. the way that they maybe treat six or seven women in the kitchen. I agree. So yeah. like, how do you, I so get it. I think Robin Wright liked that idea of Savannah Smart. because it was not um, in the studio. It was pre-taped mm-hmm. and you know that everyone is nervous. I mean, Guy Pierce, who worked with... Kevin Spacey on um, the, was it the usual? No, LA Confidential. LA Confidential, right. Said that he heard he was handsy on the set and thank God I was 29 and not 14. But now he kind of regrets it because he didn't even want to seem like he was dismissing that it happened to a 14 year old. Right. People are very, it's hard. It's a hard topic to talk about. And um, so let's play the first one, uh, the first cut. Uh, Do we have the question that's Van Asser? Yep. Okay. Was there anything in all these years of working with him that would have made you think something like this was possible? We were co-workers, really. We weren't, um, never socialized outside of work. Respectful, professional relationship. He was so great with me. Um, And was never disrespectful to me. So 
that's my personal experience. That's that's the only thing I feel that I have the right to talk about. That Interesting, is, the right to talk about. Right. Because she's saying she's not going to make these comments for other women well, in their... Okay. They keep... They keep <laughs> Savannah keeps pressuring. And you can see how she... I mean, she was like really... Because she was in the same position with Matt Lauer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she worked with him for five years. Yeah. And... You know, someone, I talked to somebody about Meryl Streep and Harvey Weinstein. It's the same thing. And it's kind of the same thing. And one of the things I think is that sometimes if you are like the top person in, like you're one of the stars, the main talent or whatever, some of the gossip that happens at the hairdressing, you know, at the crafts table, all of that, it doesn't, people don't necessarily gossip with the top people. No, right. No, you don't. know what I mean? Right, you gossip was, down and to yep. the side. Because wasn't that Rose McGowan's criticism of Meryl Streep? Wasn't yes. she saying, like, you knew, you should have known, you've heard the rumors. And but I bet no one, like, mm. I bet people no, don't not, really gossip fair. with Meryl Streep. Yeah, She's can, been a star since 1976. Yeah. Before Harvey Weinstein, he would have never no. attempted to harass her because she was already a star. Yeah. And people, I don't know, this is just a theory that I have. I have no, but I do think, like, if I ran into, like, our boss's boss, you know, I would never gossip with her. No. About anything I ever heard on this level. (laughs) You don't gossip up, you gossip (laughs) down and sideways. Exactly. So, anyway. Good point. Good point. Okay, let's play the next one. Has he tried to reach out or have you tried to reach out? No. I, I, haven't heard from him and I don't even know how to reach him. Was there any kind of red flag or anything that would have made you think this was possible? Kevin and I knew each other between action and cut and in between setups where we would giggle. Um, I didn't really, I didn't know the man. I knew the uh, incredible craftsman that he is. Do you feel like Netflix did the right thing in cutting ties? I don't know how to comment on that. But I think at that time, the shock was so intense all over the nation for many reasons, many stories, many people. I think that everybody felt that it was respectful to back off. Hmm. See how much she's, you can tell she has practiced. She has been practicing (laughs) with her PR. She's been getting coached about this because even though Netflix was always planning on this sixth season of House of Cards being the last. Yeah. She has to speak out about this. She has to. Because she's the face of the show now. Yeah. Claire Underwood is first lady turned president. That's yeah. right. So she is where Kevin Spacey was doing these interviews, you know, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. A he hosted year ago. the Tonys a year ago. It was and only a year. I, how about how did you feel about it when she said I didn't know the man I just knew the incredible and that is the possible. craftsman the craftsman thing, he is so yes. they just and that's the hard part where people are like well I, I won't watch this anymore yeah. and I kind of think it's not yeah. really but especially actors for me like that is somebody that's not even that's if they're good it's not even him like it's yeah. not it's a character yeah, being exactly. brought to life Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And yeah. so for me, I can watch those things. I can watch those. I totally get what she's saying yeah, because, I mean, absolutely. Donnie and I don't socialize outside of work. If we have a oh, work yeah, thing yeah, happening. The, this misconception that all these actors all hang out hang with each out other. together. They know they each other. It's also part of that thing where they you think that that's them. Like those right. two talking on the screen yeah. is, like I said, they're just yeah. characters reading lines and affecting a, right. a, a professionalism. Have you guys ever noticed that deep hole she has where her clavicle <laughs> is, where it's oh, almost oh, like a oh, teardrop rock has been pressed? Every I, time I, I see her, that. I can't stop looking at it. It is it it is the strangest. I noticed it the first time I watched House of Cards. I was just like, "Uh, what is going on? It is like I've never seen anything like that. Is it maybe it's a hereditary thing? She got it from her mom, got it from her grandma. All the all the right ladies have deep clavicle impressions. <laughs> looks like a big teardrop. It looks like a point on a map. Like I would always map. wear a necklace <laughs> right there. Okay, let's play the last one, Danny. We have seen this earthquake of the Me Too movement. And you've been in this business a long time. Have you experienced harassment or, you know, things? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't? Right. This is... A bigger, broader issue, I think, which is seduction, I don't care who you are, it's about power. And once you overpower someone, that person then becomes vulnerable. And this last year, I think, has shined a light in a new way to allow us to start a new conversation. So we just need to shift the paradigm. Okay, so I w- my observation about that question was Savannah was very nervous to ask that question. To me, Robin Wright is in her 50s. Of course she's of course. experienced harassment. Yeah. If you're in your 20s, you've experienced If you're in your teen, I mean, there is no age if you're a woman that you haven't experienced harassment. And it was weird how tentative she was to even ask that. Yeah, that was weird. Because it's, to me, the sad state of affairs, it's a flippin' given. Well, isn't that the whole point? I yeah. mean, the Me Too thing is it is every single woman. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think back of like when I did work at Walgreens at the Miller Hill Mall and I was a waitress. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. A couple of the managers were so skeevy and so grabby. (laughs) And I know what they were. And that's what we call them. You don't want to close with that guy, you know, and you would just share that information. And I did tell my dad about one guy. And my dad did have a conversation with that guy. And he never put his his. Kitchen hands on me again. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's, mm-hmm. I, the, it's almost, and there's a level of it that sometimes you forget. You, we forget Honestly, about some it. Some women who have said this happened. 
to me, and this was a sudden I was like, oh yeah, I guess I, that happened to me too. Like we I, were you so used to d- dismissing you kind of, it, and yeah. you go, oh, it's just that guy, or mm-hmm. that's the way he is, or someone would say, yeah. oh, he's that. So I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I really am. And, and if that means our next generations won't have to go through wonderful. that stuff, great. Um, but new assault charges are being investigated in London against Kevin Spacey yes. because of his theater work he did at the Old Vic oh, Theater, right? And and boys under 18 so he where do we know where he is he's just Robert, in hiding no i i don't know i don't know where he is where he's on an island they should all be on the, the same grid. island up in canada <laughs> i mean who i don't know where he is mm-hmm. but anyway all right listen when we come back sharp objects did you watch it last night it was no, on but hbo I'm and um a couple of tv things to tell you that have a local flavor that- i can't shut it down it's going viral this is the My Talk Now trending report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Indeed. Starbucks has been trending all day today. Why? Well, they have announced they will ditch plastic straws in two years. No more plastic straws at, tar- at the Starbucks in 2020. This, of course, is to reduce ocean waste. Tropical Storm Chris been trending today. It uh, will become Hurricane Chris. The good news is it'll uh, it'll stay well off the Carolina coast before moving back out to sea, but there will be some high surf and dangerous rip currents from North Carolina to Maine. And you may have seen this. Uh, you see if you can find it on the old interweb. A massive alligator captured in Florida. Quote, this may be the biggest gator we've ever responded to. 13 feet long. Huge. Your weather is brought to you by AAA Movers. Clear 67 tonight, partly sunny, 88 tomorrow, and we'll be low 90s, high 80s all the way through the week. Right now, 86 here at My Talk. Now you know. Thanks for hanging out with us. Stephanie March is filling in for Julia while she has a little vacay day. And uh, welcome back, everybody else who's back in the Twin Cities working. Or maybe you've still got this week off, you lucky duck, and you got two or three weeks off. Okay, so last night, HBO's Sharps Objects, (sighs) which we've been talking about, well... Let's just say it. A long time. A long time. A long time. And also... You were one of the first. (laughs) Gillian Flynn, yes, she was on our show in 12 years ago when this book came out. Was it? Is this book 12 years old? This book is 12 years old. Is this her first or second? This was her very first novel. I read an interview that Neil Justin had, maybe uh, other people saw it yesterday in Sunday's paper, um, and it's her favorite book. Because it's her first book, maybe it's like your first born you maybe, can't help but maybe. be a little biased yeah but she's it has been optioned and dropped and option and she said one of the things that helped finally get it made was the success of her third book gone girl yeah and she used to be a reporter at entertainment weekly oh i didn't know she that. covered tv and media and movies for entertainment weekly and she had this idea for sharp objects about this woman who happens to be a reporter. Oh, you're right. Who she has is. this family secret and the success of Sharp Objects. And then she wrote Dark Dark, dark Places. Dark Places, places. That's and the then one. Gone Girl. She was able to leave, though, as soon as she wrote Sharp Objects. Yeah. 
uh, Leave Entertainment Weekly. And she helped co-write the screenplay with Marty Noxon. For Gone Girl? For, no, no. Oh, Sharp for Objects. Oh, for Sharp Objects. Yeah, yeah Jean-Marc oh. Vallee, uh, the director of Big Little Eyes and Dallas Buyers Club, he uh, directed Sharp Objects. And it, the storytelling, just like in the book Sharp Objects, is past and present. It goes back and forth. Yeah, right. yeah. Which is something we saw in Big Little Lies, and he's yep. really beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. And some people's uh, I talked to that watched this. I know you haven't watched it yet, Stephanie. And I don't think you have. No, HBO. I watched it. You did. Oh yeah. Did you think? I mean, yes, it might have moved a little slow, but I feel like the book even to set up what happened. It is sort of goes back and forth. It peels back like an onion. Uh, I would say I didn't think it was more, was slow particularly, yeah. but you do have to pay attention. Yes, you can't be doing some, something else. Some of the flashbacks are like so that, fast. so fast. Oh, really? Yeah, she'll open a door. She goes right. home to her childhood because it's her childhood. Her home. mother yes, her and her, Patricia okay. Clarkson, her mom moves around like a gothic. Oh know, God, I, I cannot wait yeah. to see this. <laughs> she'll open a door, and all of a sudden, she's back to being twelve years old. And the summer that whatever happened yeah. happened, and the young actress who plays her in these flashbacks is a doppelganger she for is. Amy Adams. Yeah. She was in It, that young actress. Oh. Is that how we know uh, she was she Beverly was in It? She was Beverly. Hair, right, yeah. got it. Got I it. was absolutely. I'm just like, it, it's incredible. One of the, I think it was the Variety reporter in their review. They said they hope sharp objects can become like Helen Mirren did with Prime Suspect. Like it could just be this 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 woman, this reporter has enough. Like she could keep she could doing keep this. Doing yeah. this, interesting. Mm. And you know, like a, I just I thought it was really good. Casey dropped out of it. Oh my gosh! Right away. <laughs> and let me tell you why. why? He despised <laughs> Patricia Clarkson. He said, that is the most awful mother I've ever seen. I've said, it's, well, it's a, the whole point. No, it's, 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 it's a show. Yeah. It's, it's a God. show, you know? Yeah. We've watched other shows where people are absolutely awful. Right. Like Tony Soprano. You right. loved him. Yeah, right? Oh, oh come on. He and is Patricia re- Clarkson is just... Oh, amazing. I, anything, I will watch her like a, and in a car commercial for, She comes over down the stairs in Ugh. this dressing gown and these high heels and I love the guy who plays her husband Husband. He's been in a million things. Yeah, he's kind of a waste of time. But still, <laughs> in her life, he's like just there. Yeah. He's just there because she has the money. Obviously, yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's and you don't re- you don't remember how it ends and how it. All I goes. cannot remember how the book ends. Uh, the same thing happened to me with Girl on a Train and Gone Girl. Maybe one of the things about reading too many books is yeah. you forget the endings. Yeah. But I think for the psychological. Um, kind of thriller who done it. I am very glad that my memory fails me and I cannot remember who did it, who done it. Now I haven't read the book. So yeah. I don't know what's going yeah. on. So I know, but, but, but I won't the, say. <laughs> so I didn't know what was going on. I mean I'm not gonna give anything away. Yeah. The last scene, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm walking up to the T V Oh to because see. I'm looking what what is that? What am I looking at? Yeah. What is, Oh my! Yeah, you find out faster <laughs> in the book. She's a okay. cutter. Yes. And yeah, Julia and I were obsessed with this. Yeah. that was one of the things with, we'd never heard of cutting. Oh, and Gillian. But remember, this yeah. was twelve yeah. years ago. Yeah, and it was very much. It was the first time that anyone had uh, written anything that we had read anyway about why someone why they they cut it's, themselves. 
And so, yeah, you find out that right away. So this Amy Adams, she is this journalist in St. Louis who has to go back to her hometown. Her editor is just like, hey, you know, maybe you can actually write something good. This is your hometown. There have been two girls who've turned up dead. You need to go find me what the story is. Winning the Gap, Missouri. Yeah. (laughs) It's really, it's, it's really, it is really good. It gets real good. Yeah. It's really. Like if you can pop into it, I mean, the story itself, as long as they've been true to what the story is. is. And I don't know how they couldn't be because you have to be in this Well, Marty Noxon wrote, co-wrote the screenplay with Gillian Flynn. It's been her passion project. And Marty, Buffy, Unreal, Girlfriend's oh, Guide to yeah. Divorce. She's got, they have a great ear for that voice yeah. of this character, which also one of the things that I always felt that I loved about Sharp Objects is that uh, it was kind of, I guess you don't see in a lot of books, you know, women's simmering anger and how we will. Yeah do things not to feel because anger is a very difficult thing sometimes for women to like get their hand uh, how angry you are so you might drink you might screw you might do this you might shout you do all these things but you the anger is like palatable Palpable. yeah there and i think that's really an interesting well and then the cutting thing because cutting has always been portrayed as sort of this teenage thing yeah you know and so i loved that it was almost like this adult woman and the repercussions of the cutting and then having it still be like it doesn't go away and the drinking and uh, yeah it's it's really it's it's good dark it's good and dark. Yeah, it it's is. Good and dark. It is. It's it was good to see uh, Christmas Cena. I've always liked oh, him. Oh, I love him. He plays the detective that's been brought in. What do we know Christmas Cena oh, from? My, and Elizabeth Perkins, for anyone we who saw her just, briefly. Yeah, if anyone was oh, you're just. Kidding. She has yeah. a character. She plays like someone who's oh, like the, 10 years yes, older than like friend. the dressmaker or something like that. And kind of the the lady who never left town. And yeah. she's sort of a, yeah. um, like, an, like an older sister to that character. But Elizabeth yeah. Perkins found out, you know, like only like three or four years ago that she had diabetes the, the bad oh, kind yeah and anyway that's why she's puffy that's why she's puffy yeah just oh, so yeah. if anyone was okay. having a snarky thought yeah about elizabeth perkins um okay and then another i gotta give a shout out because this is one of my favorite places in duluth called the breeze inn up yeah. on gene duluth road it's a tavern it's a tavern it's a tavern my friend uh used to own it and uh, her parents sold it just a couple years ago but it is going to be on man versus food on the tra- tra- travel channel tonight. Woo-hoo! And if you didn't know, last night on uh, Iron Chef America, mm-hmm. which was aired last night for the first time, Justin Sutherland, who is the chef at Handsome Hog, came out victorious. Wow. In Kitchen Does Stadium. Does he win, like, money? I don't know what they or win. Or just wins just fame. Like, fame and fortune? Well, okay. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the so, breeze in will be just, like, people will be oh, Googling, where the heck is that? They do say that a show, and I think the Twin Cities Business Magazine did a thing about, like, what happens if after you've been on diners, drive-ins, and Right. Dives and all this stuff, and they all say that you know because it keeps airing. Yes, you know whenever it, the, periodically, yeah. right? That you get a bump almost every time it airs. That's wonderful. Don't you think it's great? Yeah. So um, I, I don't watched the Great British Baking Show. You did, Johnny? Do you I like did that? last night? Yeah, I, I do enjoy that show, <laughs> especially when the, it goes horribly wrong. That's the apparently the best. The cake and, falls yeah. apart. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, I I don't know. I I'm not really don't watch too much on the Travel Channel, um, but I will watch Man versus Food. So right. what is it? Is it? 
well, the concept of so, the show? You know, it started. Is it going to eat a bunch of the delicious Brazilian cheeseburgers? Is, do they have any? Do they have any stunt food? Do you know? Like, is no, there ever, like a contest for anything? Because so it used to be Adam Richman, and now it's Casey Webb, and he basically travels the country in search of America's most delicious dishes and ultimate eating challenges has been the thing. So like, he'll sit down and eat ten pounds of like of burgers or like ten pounds of you know like a nacho thing that's like. You know, six feet tall. It's that whole thing of when they, you eat a pizza the yeah. size of they the table. Have, um, they have amazing fr- fish fry and burgers and good sandwich. It's just so really it good. might be somewhere else in the area, and then he just features them because of something that they okay. do. So that's so we'll possible have to watch too. it. Yeah. Now, will you watch this uh, Stay or Sell, which is on HGTV tonight with the Dinah couple? Oh, that's that's Everybody, the first one. Brad yeah. and Heather Fox. They will be featured in a pilot, and if enough people watch it. Eight to 12 episodes will be filmed all in the Twin Cities, which don't they employ, wouldn't they employ people that live yeah. here for the camera crew? And we have a couple crafts, good production society, yeah, that. companies, yeah. Um, their show is more like fixer upper working with clients. I was going to say, it sounds like, isn't there, I mean, there's probably a million of these shows, right? I, I don't know. Again, this is another, this is where Julia would come in and say, whoa, you're finally, finally talking about my net. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Work. Oh, is she HGTV? I know Darn it. it. <laughs> she can recap it tomorrow. They're realtors and renovators, and they have their own company, Fox Home, and they have two boys, and they're redoing their mid-century Rambler in Edina, and they okay. weren't even looking for a TV show. Oh, and someone just picked them up. Someone huh? saw how telegenic they were, and they're like, "That's the Midwest they Chip totally and Joanna are. Gaines. They totally are. They're not, you know, they're not super super polished. They're cute. They're maybe even a little. Bit, and they know, did a five-minute sizzle <laughs> reel, and then they shot a pilot last winter, and it airs tonight. I think this is very exciting. This is kind of cool. Yeah, so I, this is another channel I'm going to be watching tonight that I've never watched, and I also have to watch American Ninja Warriors because tonight's episode is the one that was filmed at U.S. Bank. Oh, yes. during the X Games thing? My dad kind of got me hooked on that show. He, it's hard to look away. Once you're in, it's hard to get out. My dad likes HGTV. <laughs> I mean, these are his... Uh, my gay son is all about HGTV. Yeah, yeah. You. So will you mm-hmm. watch this tonight? Will I you give it a try? Yeah, Donnie, gonna... will you give it a try? Which one? The HGTV one uh, with no. the Dinah couple. <laughs> no. The home no. renovating no. duo. No. I'm going to put my... T- I'm going to actually get my direct TV to like record it right now i hope i hope they're <laughs> listening so that when this gets picked picked up because it had amazing ratings in the twin cities then the, of course they'll come on our show and yes um, do a line of plates with us when you let's get real do big. that <laughs> okay, all right listen we come back um 
Uh, we've got some Hollywood news, including Johnny Depp is being sued by somebody else. Thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, Joy is going to die. I'm starting another segment with HGTV news before I get to Johnny Depp. (laughs) I'm not doing this either on purpose. It just so happens to be in the news. Um, Okay, so the star of HGTV's Rehab Addict, I don't know if that show is still on, but I do know that Nicole Curtis has been in a bitter custody dispute with this baby, uh, her baby daddy. Uh, According to documents obtained by The Blast, Shane McGuire filed a request for custody on July 3rd in the ongoing custody case against Nicole Curtis. He now is seeking sole custody of three-year-old Harper and says, Curtis, she's the one with the rehab addict show. Nicole Curtis. Never watched that show. She's been incapable of facilitating the relationship between McGuire and their son. He outright claims... She's trying to ruin their relationship entirely. The kid's only three. How much can they know? And because the custodial handoffs are a game of cat and mouse. And things got so bad on Father's Day, he had to have his lawyer get involved to make sure he saw his son. She lied about where she was and forced him to drive around town trying to locate the child. What? Yeah. That sounds like a lot of nutsy behavior. Yeah. And um, they've just, they have been fighting since uh, like 20... 16 and you know he's from australia okay but he lives here of so course. and does she live here i guess so i thought she no I mean, maybe I she, she moved i think she was here for a while but and then, then she, she was trying to, to restore a bunch of stuff and then she moved yeah. yeah i don't think she stays in one yeah. place he accused her of moving across the country after he moved closer so hmm. anyway that's just very very that's ugly and that's bad news for hgtv today the dyna couple Good news. Good news for HGTV again. And the show is Stay or Sell. It'll be on at 10 o'clock. Tonight. On HGTV tonight. Brad and Heather Fox. Yeah. They look cute. They look, yeah. I want their show to get picked up. Okay, so Johnny Depp. Oh, dear. Johnny Depp is being sued by a City of Lies crew member. And City of Lies is the movie where Johnny Depp, it's about the... Biggie Smalls and um, Tupac murders. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, it's coming out in September. This guy, Greg Rocky Brooks. God, I love a good nickname. Rocky, isn't that good? He worked as a location manager on the movie City of Lies. Yeah. Um, And he is the one who filed this suit. He said that Johnny Depp physically and verbally assaulted him on set and then offered Rocky $100,000 to punch him in the face. <laughs> okay? That's so dumb. I know, isn't that, it? Isn't really that, you is. don't even question yeah. that. He said the movie, I, I totally believe this guy, the movie was, the, the, the City of Lies was being filmed in April 2017 at the Barclay Hotel in Los Angeles, and it was his job as location manager to ensure filming complied with city permits. Because you film in a city, you know, you got to... You have to have all it, the things. It is amazing how many people work on a movie. Oh, you... I, yeah. yeah. Location manager. So, okay. So, he says and that Johnny, who plays this retired L.A. 
PD detective Russell Poole, who worked on both rap star murders, both Tupac and Biggie Smalls. Um, he requested that Johnny Depp requested an extension of the permit so that he could direct two of his friends in an extended version of the scene the crew was filming that day. Okay. 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 Yeah. So he probably got there late. Yeah. Let's just be whatever. After extending the permit with the city twice, Rocky Brooks determined that the shot the group was working on would have to be the last one of the night, and that's when Depp lost it. Who the bleep are you? You have no right to tell me what to do. Depp allegedly yelled upon learning that Brooks said he needed to wrap it up. I don't give a bleep who you are, and you can't tell me what to do. According to the lawsuit. Johnny Depp, who allegedly also reeked of alcohol, then maliciously and forcefully punched Brooks twice in the ribcage and yelled, I will give you $100,000 to punch me in the face right now. (laughs) The yelling allegedly continued until Depp's bodyguards came and dragged him away. And remember, he's getting sued by two of his bodyguards who said they were constantly having to get him out of jams. Oh, Johnny. Johnny. Brooks also claims in the documents that he returned to work three days later, only to be asked by the producer Miriam Siegel, a woman, to sign a document saying he would not sue production. When he declined, guess what happened, everybody? He got fired. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, isn't that a rotten thing Mm -hmm. to to do? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's suing for assault and battery, infliction of emotional distress and negligence, and um, he's going to win. And after reading that Rolling Stone story and looking at Johnny Depp this morning in Rome, really looking rock star heroin haggard. Oh, yeah. Well, he was. Oh, yeah. I know he's out uh, on tour, but I mean, stays up late. I can. (laughs) He's burning that midnight oil. He's had so many people enabling him. He has forgotten who he was. Yeah. Don't you think that is exact? I think, Lori, that is exactly the case. I don't know if I should. I mean, I I feel sympathetic and heartbroken. And yet at the same time, I'm incredibly annoyed that he pissed away $400 million and has turned out to be bleh. Yeah. You know? He is definitely coasting the, toward yes. a bottom. Yes. <laughs> and and I believe that he uh, verbally and physically abused uh, Amber Heard. Yeah. You know, so then we have that. And then he, then he had all of his yes-men and goons publicly gaslight her. It's... It's he's, sad and it's unsettling. And there, he's going to be in this new Harry Potter extension movie, you know, coming yeah, out. Yes, but he's Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah, but he's unrecognizable and I all know, of that. It but just I is mean, weird. The, after reading that Rolling Stone interview, and um, Johnny Depp has always gone with old school Hollywood PR advice from Warren Cowan. I mean, the guy who advised yeah. everybody, Harry mm-hmm. Grant, ever. Never complain, never explain. And that Rolling Stone interview was one big complain and explain. And it, I mean, and he was, he let the, you know, come over at midnight and they would be up all night Uh, long drinking and he made no secret of doing blow. And I mean, how old is he now? Johnny Depp is 54. He's 54. He's just in that prime spot, man. He's just like, you know, 55, excuse me. Oh, that makes 
That makes me feel <laughs> so much better. <laughs> really? It's one it, year. I know, but it's just uh, it's come important. closer, oh, Donna. Tipping, Jack. tipping. But anyway, I, I I believe this crew member, and it's it sounds like something that uh, that Johnny Depp. Um, you know, under the influence, behaves this way. He just thinks, I don't know, this he's a- lost sight of who he is. Uh, do you think he's caught up in being a persona? I No, I think that he's drinking and smoking and snorting too much. He's doing... Delusions of grandeur. He's... Of all the sorts. And just invincibility. He needs to dry out... Robert Step Downey back. Jr. got to kick him into a rehab yes, center, please. something, something. I'm just... It's not good. Oh, jeez. All right, listen... We come back. We've got some restaurant news. Yes, we do. And a notable Hollywood obituary.